1: Nine two five three seven seven star
0: Plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living on star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never
2: say never. Live your dream.
3: It is the Power Hour. Hello, our power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's StarStyle, be the star you are, coming to you live On the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, Meaningful conversations. Instead of waiting for something to happen, we help you create it. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, honored as a top nonprofit by GuideStar. You can make a donation at be the star you are.org. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. And that's from Lao Tse. And today's show is focusing completely on peace. Mm-hmm. Nola Hennessy, the peace angel, will be joining us to share her intimate knowledge of God and heaven and the importance of living our lives virtuously with compassion, kindness, forgiveness, inner peace, selflessness, and love as cornerstones. So you want to make sure you're staying tuned. She'll be with us shortly in our second segment. But coming up right now, Heather and I want to make sure that your life is peaceful through breathing clean air. We spend about 93% of our time indoors. But are we breathing clean air? Indoor pollutants make us sick and Heather wants to encourage us, as I do too, to pick up the mop, to plug in the vacuum and to follow some simple tips to reduce the levels of irritants and chemicals in your home. Now Heather, one of our pet bugaboos, because we know that this is the biggest carrier of bacteria, is wearing shoes indoors. And I think that the Japanese have it right. Tell us about it. Why do we need to take our shoes off? Yeah, exactly. well, exactly. we're going to touch on of why you need to clean and also
4: being cautious of how you clean. But the, yes, the, one of the biggest things, um, learning this from you and then now, you know, I even have a sign in my house for people to take off their shoes, but... Um, the big thing that people, especially I think when people are younger, they go off, they have their own apartments. Um, this thing that uh, a lot of people have carpeting instead of uh, hardwood floors and it's a different. I still think you should take off your shoes no matter what. but when you track things in inside of carpets um, into carpets, about eighty percent of the dirt in homes gets tracked in from our shoes. It isn't just from the things within the house And think about the things that your shoes come in contact throughout the day. Um, you know mud, dirt feces who even knows it's disgusting things things you just think of, of you wouldn't want you know you wouldn't want to lay down randomly on a spot on the ground yet you lay down on the carpet so the big thing is telling people to take off their shoes and keeping good um hygiene of your carpets of your things within and a lot of times when people think oh you know um uh, dust and dirt, well, dust in general, you know, dust bunnies, when you see that, you know, just on uh, the film of, of glass and stuff, well, that also can be fecal matter from, you know, various bugs living within the house, dust that's come off other things. It's creating good air within your house. As you mentioned before, that we spend about 93% of our, of our life inside and only about 2% outdoors, and with modern technology, we've actually made it, our houses, though they are Keeping us warmer inside and cooler, um, they've also created uh, poor airflow. That we've created, you know, things so that uh, you know, in the in the winter time, that cold air can't seep through underneath the door. But we need that good filtration because within our house, when you're stuck inside here, it's creating these indoor pollutants. That's what's leading to headaches and issues, um, and and most importantly, um, uh, cardiovascular as well as your lungs health, making it more difficult to breathe. Um, Should we be
3: and- having even if you live in a city situation, should you be having the windows and doors open more often? I mean, I live in the country. I love the windows open. I love fresh air. But what if you live near a freeway or something and there's pollutants outside? Are they just as bad? Well, yes and no to that.
4: In general, fresh air, I mean, of course, as we know in certain places in China and Beijing of how they have like the world's most uh, pollutant air, uh, of course, there's going to be little asterisks to that, but in as a general rule, um, keeping some kind of good airflow, especially um, having cross air, having meaning, you know, so there's an airflow from one room to the next. If you have a patio or um, a, a, a patio or a deck, possibly, and a front window, something that could cross through. and that isn't a, a possibility in your area of having fair fans or humidifiers going on. Um, just as you said, you of taking when it comes to your shoes, you know, taking them off or dusting, you know, taking off your shoes and then cleaning them off as well. As well as you should vacuum your carpets at least twice a week. I am probably an over cleaner with things. I like my house clean because it disgusts me. I have one of those vacuums that it shows you inside what you can see, the clear filter. It sucks up. And I have to say, almost every other day of how much is filled in that, and it just and it's just dust. And when I emptied it, you know, it's we have a dog, but it's just this tiny little chihuahua. But I, the, I mean, the things you see is of how much stuff is just sucked in there, and that's all stuff is. And I to agree with bones. you
3: about that, and I also agree about mopping. And I know that you know, I, I really always feel that maybe it's better to have hardwood floors or some kind of laminate or some kind of, you know, hard surface floor in your living areas, and then in, and you can always have throw rugs, which you can vacuum, and then maybe in your bedrooms have, uh, you know, regular wall-to-wall, but to me, the secret is still taking off your shoes. When I think about wh- the way I travel and, you know, being in airports and in bathrooms and on the streets, and, yeah. and to think that you're actually walking into your home with all of that crud that was on the bottom of the shoes, that does not make me feel peaceful. Well, that makes general, me very irritable. Have,
4: uh, yeah, well, in general, you know, that people have this sort of false um, thing When it comes to germs and bacteria... Uh, we sort of disregard our home and our friends, just as you wouldn't go up to a stranger and ask to, you know, take a sip out of their soda or bite off their apple. We have no problem doing that with our friends and family. Oh, great. Here, try this. You go right ahead. Same things at home. People, they've showed that studies that people are more um or, excuse me, neglectant, reluctant, um, and don't do as often as washing their hands at home after they go to the bathroom. It's one of those they might maybe just drip their, you know, do their hands in the, in the sink for water or... Or do nothing at all because there's a sense of, oh, well, I'm at home. You know, this is my stuff. But who else knows how many people touch your stuff? And and, you know, when people get sick in your house, it's just a giant incubator of washing things. Things we reluctantly we forget to um, cleanse off our doorknobs and remote controls. Those are one of the biggest bacteria breeders in our house. That you're constantly in contact with things and your refrigerator door. We touch these things, and
3: we just and also your phone, whether it be a cell phone or a regular phone. Just think about that. How you're touching that all the time. Oh, completely. There's so
4: many sickening things within your own house. And the thing is, as I said, 93% of your life you are in your house um, or you're indoors. You should make your indoors clean and be the best possible. So, again, having a clean living space, um, the one thing where I want to talk about is not only just having a clean space, but it's cleaning it properly. I know today I ended up by sort of getting these things where I I mean to just clean up the kitchen before I know I start cleaning this and this. Before I know it, I spent two hours cleaning, vacuuming, and scrubbing, but now I feel so much better, and the house looks great and smells great, but for one thing, I, I realized what kind of uh, made me think of what we were talking about today is using the right products as just as having a house as dirty, as having the chemicals that you use to clean can be just um, as effective and dangerous to your health. Um, there have been multiple things, you know, we always hear about, you know, when people are pregnant, you know, to avoid um, being exposed to certain chemicals, but in general, there's things that can cause um, just people in their adult age, um, there's been studies linked to MS, you know, things affecting your nervous system, meaning, you know, your muscles aren't working correctly, headaches. I have to say of me cleaning in today, I had to open up windows and turn on fans because uh, I used a carpet cleaning thing and I started kind of getting a headache from it, from from the fume, from the, the powder, the stuff that it's making the house smell good, but there's these, um, you know, fake perfumes that are put into things. So, if possible, the best ways, um, of cleaning, which we talked about, is sort of making these all natural products. They take a little bit longer, and sometimes, you know, you have to scrub a little bit harder, but they're better for you, and they're better for your products, better for your, um, the livelihood of the stuff in your house. you know, using lemon, vinegar, um, water, natural products like that
3: over the counter. Baking soda. Baking, baking soda's soda is another soda can, one. You know, I mean, you brush your teeth with baking soda. That's what e- people used to use before exactly. they had toothpaste. I actually do. That's actually that's a good just
4: side little tip for whitening your teeth is taking baking soda and scrubbing your teeth with baking soda.
3: Uh, FYI. (laughs) Right. No, I I agree. I mean, and if it can clean the enamel of your teeth, you know, it can clean your bathtubs and it can clean your sink and it can clean your countertops. And I agree with you. I feel that we use far too many chemicals and there are so many products on the market today which or really a result of uh, media, you know, advertisers that we've discussed it before, how they make us feel that we have to have these things, otherwise we're not going to, to uh, be the, the most, you know, perfect housekeeper, blah, blah, blah. But really, just the homemade products are just, well, not just as good, they're even better and they're healthier for you. And that's the key to what we're talking about today is trying to stay safe and healthy and to breathe clean air. I mean, that's key yeah
5: well
4: again I was saying it's it's again it's the clean it's the cleanliness of your house but again it's it's all these things that are going into your lungs which is the main thing because a lot of times you know we have people they don't understand they have these mysterious illnesses they don't know what's causing this and a lot of times it can be become it's um, due to you know in-house um, exposure another thing was kind of getting with that cross air ventilation when it comes to taking showers um, this is something I just thought of today which I need to go do that little test and almost all um, bathrooms there's those little fans that are supposed to be kind of sucking up the air. Um, because And that's one thing. If you're taking a shower or a hot shower, of always having those little fans going. Um, because what happens in there is that otherwise the heat and the water gets trapped inside a closed area, thus creating moisture, thus creating mold. And that um, can cause many, many other illnesses. We've heard many things about toxic mold syndrome, people being exposed to it. I was actually exposed to it once, and it had a, a horrific effect on my skin. So, I recommend with everyone of having good ventilation so with um, with modern day houses, they all have these little air filter things in there, but a lot of times that 's one of the most neglected things to ever get cleaned out or fixed. So um, we actually just found the things of to go up to to take a piece of toilet paper, um, turn on the fan. If it sticks to it after you let go, of it, that means it's working fine. If it fails to, that means basically you just have a big noisy machine in there. I have a sneaking feeling I may just have a noisy machine in there which I need to get fixed because I feel like it doesn't take away the moisture in the room but it's all when it's going. I have that self, um, that false sense of security that it's going and it's cleaning things up. So but that's that a great
3: case, tip. I didn't even know about that one so repeat that again you just take a piece a Kleenex or a piece of toilet paper yeah, and you put it yeah a
4: piece of toilet paper and go up to the thing and go up to you know you normally it looks like a little white box and it's not a fan it's doing sort of the opposite of what a fan is Is it's sucking out it's fanning around but it's sucking up the air um so you should take a, a you know, again a piece of toilet paper or a tissue and and place up against it. Once you remove your hand, it should stay there. It should stay as if it was being sort of lightly being sucked in. If that's not the case, if it instantly falls down, um, and you know you're not feeling any pressure from it, it needs you need to get it fixed. And usually you can get these fixed. You can put in an entire new fan um, for they, they cost less than fifty dollars. Sometimes if you're getting a new one installed, or you know if there maybe there's a bigger issue, it maybe. Be upwards of two hundred dollars if you have to have a professional. Because as we know, a lot of times you're paying more for the labor than the actual product itself.
3: Well, you know, and um, I want to jump on that and just say uh, something else about cleaning things out. You know, that are your appliances. If you have a clothes dryer, think about the same thing. Is even if you clean those vents of all the lint, it still could be. If you have very wet clothes, it could be getting damp down into the uh, the bigger the bigger pipes. Or you could be pushing your dryer up against a wall, and it could be squishing it. And so, make sure that you're not just getting heat in your dryer; that you're, that all of the um, airflow is going. I just had to have my lint cleaned out, and it turned yes, out. Yeah, what that was the, the?
4: It turned final out thing it was a that. really
3: big thing. It turned out that the dryer had been pushed up against the wall; it had squished the pipe, and that even though we had been cleaning the lint filter. It had been, because we were doing so much wash with so many people, it had been pushing it into this pipe. And and as it got damper and damper, it completely clogged 100%. And there was like a full, a full like a four-gallon bucket full of oh. lint. It was terrible. So the whole that you, you just know, have And that speaks to be careful. on another
4: thing. Um, of not only of that as uh, safety hazard for your lungs and for your house and for the wellness of your products, but that's also a fire danger. That something um, being married to a firefighter, we talk of a, that. We similarly we um, as well clean out our lint almost you know probably every three times um, you know clean out the little lint filter. Uh, but he's talked of too of you know everyone has something that kind of comes out of your house that blows out the air, getting rid of lint. Um, is that probably one Every two years, he was saying that you should have uh, almost sort of a snake kind of thing that, that you push through. Uh, that You have to, you know, you're supposed to get a professional and kind of do this to go through it, basically push out anything that can be in there. Because over time, as you said, things stack up, fill up, and before you know that can become a fire hazard. This is one that main, another, uh, one of the leading causes of in-house fires um uh, uh, uh Regarding uh, wash machines and larger things is due of people not cleaning out their lint like just on their daily basis. But the second to that, then is them not cleaning out this entire pipe thing. So that's sort of what you sort of discovered that you had four gallons in there. Um, that this thing before you know it, you know, thank God that you caught it before you before anything um, dangerous happened. More just sort of inefficiency of the machine at the time. But to kind of get these things checked, a lot of times we have all these products, um, all these things in our house. That that we don't really maintain correctly um, and they break down and die, or they break down because we're not maintaining them correctly. Or they can have, you know, issues where they backfire, where they start, you know, causing odors. Or as I just talked about with the fan, that they're not working properly. That it's basically just a loud machine um, that's causing a fel- false sense of security in it. And I just want to say real quickly, getting back to um, in the bathrooms, if you happen to have a house that doesn't have um, one of these uh, filtration systems, something else you could do is if you're taking a shower, of always kind of keeping a, a door qu- uh, cracked open. Open, and maybe if you live with other people or roommates and you don't want that's not safe. Putting a fan in there or even putting a humidifier in there, um, something that's going to do something um, to offset the moisture that's coming within the room because that's going to get into the walls. And not only will that cause um, mold, which we discussed, that can be very harmful for your health, but they can also deteriorate. The integrity of the house. Of eventually, you know, that could even cause things of causing, you know, boards and and wallpaper as well as things of just wood. Living in houses made of wood. um, Well, this is
3: all really great information, and of course, we will all be healthier, happier, and more peaceful if we keep our houses and our air clean because breathing is key to life. Well, thank you, Heather. Would you give out the websites? Most definitely. We want you to go to
4: com as well as org.
3: And when we come back from break, we are going to be talking to the peace angel herself, Nola Hennessy. So we want you to stay with us and we're going to really find out what is peace and how we can bring it into our lives and make our planet a better place for all of us. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style Be the Star You Are. We will be right back with Nola Hennessy. Don't go away. You
2: are the star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star.
6: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be
0: the star you are. Light up the flames that
2: burn
0: and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan.
3: As always, we are so appreciative that you have stayed with us, and of course, you're going to be very glad you did. Peace, what is it, and how can we achieve it? It seems that peace in the world is a phrase that is bantered around often, yet when we look closely at what is happening around us, peace is not what we are encountering. The peace angel, Nola Hennessy, has spent a lifetime facilitating the emotional expressions of others, allowing for honest communication, embracing love, caring deeply about the planet, even when her peaceful actions threatened her own existence. She graciously has come on Star Style today to discuss the foundations of peace and to share her experiences with heaven. Welcome, my friend, Nola, to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Thank you so much, Cynthia. It's really great to be chatting with you again and sharing this important um, information. (laughs) It is important. And you know, when I think of a twinkling and lightning star, I I think of you, Nola. But more importantly, I, I feel... I feel very peaceful and fulfilled after I've read your books, No Boxing Allowed, From PMS to PMA, and The Peace Angel. And Today, I really wanted to use this time that we have together to allow you to elaborate and share with us your vision of peace and the levels that we need to understand if we are going to be a peaceful world. Will you talk about your journey and what your goal and vision is that so that we can make a world where we, you know, where everybody does get along. My journey
5: is unique and, and I don't say that arrogantly. I say that with complete honesty and, and, I oftentimes could not explain to people and didn't venture in explaining exactly what I experienced. And I've been to heaven. And it doesn't mean, you know, floating above my body, looking at myself on an operating table. It's more than that. I, um, at a spiritual level, left my body and my physical body was starting to shut down as a result of the soul aspects being gone, my, my soul being gone. And where my soul... Went is is heaven, and and it's funny. Yesterday I was chatting with a new consultant in our team, and uh, you know I've had a number of people who talk to me about this from time to time, and they say, "What is heaven like?" and 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 I said, "Well, it's it's not a place necessarily. It's it's like a vibrational level, and if people can think about the earth and about." Uh, their soul resonating at a very very high level it's out in the universe so w- automatically when people think of heaven they look up and in fact that is the reality of it it is away from us beyond the physical earth it's in a in a spiritual plane that is out in the universe because universal energy surrounds and influences every human being on this planet and it's a place where it's there is no anger. There is no judgment. Everybody is happy, and I say everybody in a collective spiritual term. There is calmness. There is there is kindness. There is a there is any, just an overwhelming love, and that is what. I mean, I believe in in at the soul level that that is why human beings are as refined. As they are, because we have a capacity to choose to love and to love without choosing, but by just inherently loving other people. And that is what will heal. Every musician that writes a song about love healing and about people being kind to one another and, and being good to one another, it's all to get the same outcome, which is for us to actually work together positively and in a loving, compassionate, calm, and peaceful way to achieve the longevity for humanity.
3: We well, you know, when you what talk up? about love, Nola, you know, I think that's really the key to peace because whenever you read about someone who is on their deathbed or, you, you know, you read biographies of people who have lived long, wise, loving lives and they come to the end of it, what we hear over and over again is the most important thing in life is to love and to be loved. And when we do those two things, peace naturally emanates from that spot. And this is something that you, when you talk about peace and love, to me, the two are intertwined. Is that your perception? Oh, absolutely. You...
5: you- it, for somebody, I mean, I, I'm at peace and, and, and I'm constantly having people saying to me, wow, you're just so calm about stuff. Now, I can get, you know, disturbed at a spiritual level by things, but, but my default is calm. And I can have a whole bunch of stuff going on in my head, but on the outside, it, I'm, I'm sort of like the duck that's swimming along the top and you're, the legs are going crazy underneath. And and I've got a lot of things going on in my head, but I stay focused, and that's that's not so much because of my spiritual journey. That's the way I operate, and that's being effective and efficient. But it comes across as a very much a state of calm. And people have always gone to me, even before I went to heaven, for goodness sake, have come to me and said, "Can you handle this crisis? Because we're just falling apart." And they bring me in to do the really hard stuff, and. Yes, it's a natural instinct for me to just go, okay, center, look at the facts, get it right. But people, when they're dealing with relationships, emotions come into relationships, perceptions, beliefs, um, influences of other people on that person. So relationships are completely dynamic and and no, no one piece of dialogue one day will match a piece of dialogue the next day because we've moved forward in time, things are different and the people are different. So everybody needs to be aware of that thing, is that change is happening every nanosecond and nothing in the past can ever be repeated exactly because it is in the past. So what we have now is the opportunity to move forward. But the fundamental thing is about people understanding what peace inside is about and getting to that level because when they're at that level on the inside and the the, the vibration at their own personal spiritual level is calm then their relationships with other people will be calm as well. I am so glad you brought up
3: that point at this uh, at this junction because it's inner peace that creates outer peace so peace is really an inside job we always talk about peace on the planet and peace outside of ourselves but what you're you are saying and it is very wise is that We first have to find the peace within us and be happy in that space. So how do we manage that, uh, you know, to create that peace inside ourselves? But before we do that, I just want to remind our listeners that we are speaking with the peace angel, Nola Hennessy. And her website is serenidadconsulting.com, in case you want to be looking at it while we're talking, serenidadconsulting.com, which basically is peace and calmness in Spanish. So back to the question, Nola, if you encounter negativity, how do you keep your inner peace? Well it's it's knowing what the inner peace
5: actually feels like and what I want to explain is is the most powerful shape in the universe is a triangle. People need to think about pyramids, triangle. And if the the three points on the triangle are the heart, the mind, the soul. When In my first book, I talk about people being fully present in the moment, and that actually means physically they have their body has to be there as well, but the heart, mind, soul, and body need to be together to be present. But when we're talking about inner peace, we're talking about the body's there anyway. It's about getting the other three aspects in sync and vibrating at the same level and in harmony within oneself. So if the way that you think doesn't match the way that you feel then the soul-level vibration will be disturbed. And people can link that. If they know about chi and meridians and energy paths in the body, um, they can link that same thinking and, and correlate it to, yes, the energy meridians that pass through the body. And when you get blockages in energy, you get disturbance at a cellular level. So there's a whole lot of science now behind body's energy But I need people to start thinking that it's not just their head that they think with, their heart that they feel with. Their soul is part of that. Their soul is the foundation for the rest. And if they didn't have a soul, they wouldn't need a body. So we're in our bodies to develop our souls. And and so as we make decisions and as we ponder relationships and we respond to people and we respond to situations if at an inner level there's a feeling of uneasiness of energy disturbance of you know a fear or an anger response let's say then we know that at at a spiritual vibrational level we're not at peace and it's being able to be getting those three things in sync and if people think of the strongest shape in the universe which is the triangle and you've got mind and body and soul as three points when they're all working together that triangle is as mighty as it's ever going to be and
3: And that is definite power that's power and that is
5: the power and we know the power of pyramids we know the universal energy and the strength and the longevity of those pyramids why is that? People talk about UFOs delivering the pyramids and it being aliens that created them. Who knows? If that's the case then yes, higher beings were able to teach humanity a better way of doing things. I want people to understand that peace at a global level is achievable and and I you know, I talk about this in every context whether it's writing a document that visions peace and only peace, whether it's writing a letter that, that is meant to cease or nurture something, whatever, whatever the message is that the human being puts out, they have to put out one that is underpinned with um, a desire not to create conflict it's a desire to cease conflict or to create harmony and be constructive. So that the And that's a really interesting nuance there. A example might be where you need to, to not have somebody in your universe and you need to let them know that the way that they're acting and what they're saying or whatever is not appropriate. You can be very direct in your language and you cease the conflict by doing so. You, you know and then. that's
3: very important I think what you you just said something Nola that resonated deeply with me is you know we as humans we want to be liked and so t- sometimes we tend to have negative people in our circle or people who are bringing us down or or in conflict with what our mind and our spirit believes And what we have to give ourselves permission to do is to let go of those people. But I like the idea that using language, uh, whether it be body language or actual words, that we let somebody know that their behavior and what they're doing or expressing is not acceptable as opposed to sweeping it under the rug.
5: And and that is critical to for, for people to learn something from the experience. If we think about, and in fact, you know, years ago, a diplomat asked me this, how on earth would we negotiate peace between two countries that have dictators who fight? And I said, well, you're not going to go to the dictator and actually point the finger at them and say, you're being really bad. Because the dictator is a dictator for a reason. They don't listen. They don't strategically think. They're only tunnel vision. That's why they're a dictator. So you have to use what, in fact, is a military tactic, maneuverous tactic. You come around the side. You you find out about them. You research about them. You actually look at more than what's on the surface. You understand, if you can, their intent. You find facts. You don't work on assumptions. And then... You're in a much more powerful place to be able to influence, negotiate with, uh, find a compromise with, and they're the mastery skills of of interpersonal relationships. And ultimately, everything that we humans do is all about relationships, and if people think it's all about money, they're kidding themselves. If they think it's all about the size of house that they own, that is not how they will be judged at the end of their life and, uh, you know, either given an opportunity to learn more at a spiritual level or reside in heaven, for me, I actually had to get a handle on my spirit having gone somewhere that I couldn't scientifically, you know, give a reason for.
3: Yeah, talk about that, Nola, because, you know, you are also a scientific person. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, you are a person that does... um, in evolved research, you don't—you always want to have an informed decision. So, what was it like for you to have this experience? And is it possible for peop, other people to enjoy that experience here on Earth? Look, I, I really—I—I I, I do. I—I I, my experience because I
5: had my second career was actually in engineering, systems engineering. You can imagine how structured you know, an engineer has to be and and logical and systematic. So so where I went didn't make sense. I couldn't, I I was thinking, okay, this is great, but how do I relate that to the physical world that I've been living in and partying in for 45 years? And, and, when I actually took I took time and I, and I wrote down I need to take the time to assimilate my new discoveries my new learnings my spiritual refreshment and my emotional exfoliation I needed to take time to discern what I had experienced and what I say in, in my memoir the Peace Angel is that people can bring heavenly values and synchronicity and goodness to earth every day by choice and that's what I'm about when I talk about peace is that each human each day makes a choice how they respond to somebody and nobody makes us feel bad. We choose to feel bad in response to somebody. I know that's hard for some people to get a handle on, but that's really it. We're responsible for our emotional response to what happens around us. Nobody's making us get angry. Nobody's making us cry. That is our own owned response.
3: Exactly, because every action has a reaction. And reactions are always a choice. We always choose that. So we and can I, actually I, choose yes. heaven on earth is what I'm hearing you say by being calm and peaceful on a very cellular level and really being mindful of who we are and what we're doing and what we're saying and and having that triangle of body mind and spirit working as our powerhouse. Yes. That's that's it
5: really and My books are about teaching people how to get there. It's about being so fully self-intelligent that they really, they practice biofeedback as a matter of, you know, everyday practice. They know when their body's not resonating at the right, you know, levels. They know when their mind is out of sync with their heart. They listen to their heart. People, humans need to make decisions that aren't just about business, and growth, they need to listen to their heart and if their heart and their soul aren't in it with the mind, there is nothing good for their soul to come of that. There is nothing good. It might give them a short-term financial win. They might might get the house of their dreams or the yacht of their dreams. That's okay, but that's not going to give it to them at a spiritual level and that's not going to develop them at a spiritual level. We're talking about improving. Every human being is placed on Earth. I am as well as you, as anybody else. We are placed on Earth as a a member of humanity to contribute to humanity. And that's why we hear the terms one degree of separation, two degrees of separation. I really believe it's, it's just around the other person that you find the connection to yourself. It's one and a half degrees or one degree of separation to somebody else in the the universe who knows you or knows of you. And,
3: And you know, I've also found, you know, when you speak of that, it's, you know, there is the the adage and the old wise saying is that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I have found Mm -hmm. that throughout my life is that come into our lives, it seems at exactly the right time that you both need to contribute to one another. And to me, that is something that is just so virtuous and so amazing, but it's real if we, again, are focused on the good for all, you know, and the win for all. And that's exactly why the
5: selflessness is really critical. When I had my first, sorry, my second book, might have been my first or second book reviewed by Dawn Paul of Houston Style Magazine years ago, she said, so you really can be successful by not being selfish. And I said, of course you can. I, my my corporate entities and, and me, we're living proof of that. And I strongly advocate for that because if we're not prepared to share, which is a fundamental giving to somebody else who, who you perceive is in more need than yourself, if we're not just prepared to share our resources as a humanity then we're actually moving down a very destructive path. And and that overlays into things like climate, um, you know, uh, management of the environment, business decisions, government decisions, military intervention. It overlays into everything when we get a very selfish view of our contribution and our worth. Like, every human being is worthy. We're all unique. We're all special. We all have something very strong to contribute. And we either choose to make a contribution or we don't. And when we don't, the person just lives out their life. You know, they come and go and, and they're not... In that quiet
3: desperation that Thoreau that's, talked about. It's just, you know, there's, nothing, there's okay. nothing good about it.
5: But it's, but it's okay if somebody wants to have a life. Their, their soul will not evolve to the same level through that physical life. And in the next life, their soul will, Hopefully be able to have another go at it.
3: Well, let's give out your website once again and make sure to check out Nola's books. Her website is serenidadconsulting.com. She is the CEO and founder of this global company that is working for, and as you can see, the cornerstone of her business model are compassion and kindness and forgiveness and inner peace and definitely selflessness. And her books are all award winning books. I can't even keep track of the number. Of- of awards that she has won now but she's known as the peace angel her, her book is she has a book called the peace angel also no boxing allowed and from PMS to PMA which is a positive mental attitude so Noah I just would like you to wrap up your final thoughts for today this was a really important uh, conversation because I think you really brought to the forefront the importance that all of us, in order to achieve peace on the planet, have to start with ourselves. It's about inner peace and really being aware of that mindfulness that's inside of us so that we can create that power triangle.
5: Absolutely. And, and being prepared to share and involve others in our inner sanctum and, and our, in our contact networks, share that peace with them. Because when you put out good, the good will come back. If you put out bad, that's okay. Because obviously, you've got a reason to do it and you're putting it out in the universe, which it will kind of dissolve and be absorbed by positive anyway. But if you put out good, the good will come back. If you put out bad, it'll be absorbed. But if you put out bad to be destructive, we won't ever get to that peaceful place. And I truly believe... Inherent in every human being is the desire to put out goodness and not destroy. And and so that's people need to be discerning in their choices. They need to be wise about how they want to live their life, not materialistically, but with a sense that there is more to it than what they see in the mirror in the morning. Well, from, so they, your, got an obligation.
3: from your lips to God's ears... Check out serenidadconsulting.com, Nola Hennessy. We are out of time, Nola. We always run out of time, but it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I thank you so much for coming on Star Style. Be the star you are to share your peace and your love of the world. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm, I'm very pleased to be
5: able to give this message. I think it's really important that people hear it.
3: It's a very important message. Nola Hennessy, the Peace Angel, SerenidadConsulting.com. Stay with us. We have just a couple of minutes left on the show, but we'll be right back. Be
2: the star you are, the star you are.
6: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: This business of show business is calling out to me. your energy and jumpstart your
2: dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back
3: to the power party. Well, we've just had a wonderful conversation with the peace angel, Nola Hennessy, on how we can bring inner peace into our lives and then by having it in our own lives be able to exude it and shine our light on others but another way that we have to bring peace into our personal lives is to create an estate plan and why do you need one there are some necessities because regardless of your income you really want to enjoy more peace and have you know a a placid kind of life and know that everything is in order because not as you You know, so many topics elicit a lot of dragging of the proverbial feet, but do you think that you don't need an estate plan? Well, the answer is yes, you do. What is an estate plan? It is a a written document that outlines your intent for the care of you, your family, and your assets during your life. And then the distribution of your assets after your death. Now think about what a broad topic that really is. And then you'll start to understand the complexities that can arrive. Anything from how to care for yourself um, and for your assets if you're alive. But what happens if you have a lack of physical or mental capacity? What happens then? So we have to be prepared for everything. You want your, to uh, have your children in a good place and... You, you want to have some control over your life now so that you can live peacefully. Now, what is a will alone sufficient? You know, after death planning can be done with a living trust or with the will. But with the will, you're risking having to pass assets through an expensive and public probate. However, sometimes people may not want a trust or they may not own any real property or they may not have sufficient assets to warrant a trust. And sometimes they want the court oversight in passing their assets at death. So those might be unusual cases, and in that case, a will might be a viable option. But how could you benefit by including a living trust in your estate plan? Well, typically, a revocable trust is a will substitute, and it provides a continuing authority to manage trust assets after a person becomes incapacitated or dies because you're naming your successor trustees, and that allows the successor trustee to transfer and manage assets without having to go through probate and court. Now, other types of trust can also be created within your estate plan, but here are a couple of must-haves for every estate plan. The most important part of estate planning starts with a conversation, and you have to have a discussion with yourself, with a spouse, uh, with an attorney about your goals and your family dynamics so that proper planning can be done to preserve the family relationships. That conversation is absolutely essential. Then a well-crafted estate plan should include not only a will and a living trust but also a comprehensive review of beneficiary designations, advanced health care directives, and durable powers of attorney. Another must-have pertains to keeping your plan current. So often people, you know, have an old outdated tra- trust or something that's unfunded. And you know, these bypass trusts that were from days gone by may no longer be appropriate. So you really want to get a review to determine If you need to change the structure of your trust now powers in the planning you hear about powers of this and that and to clarify some of that a power is the right the ability or the authority to do something so for estate planning you have to plan for your incapacity uh, your incapacitation or your death and to protect your estate your family, and your relationships, you have to give powers to persons that you trust to carry out your wishes and to provide for the needs in the event that you can't do it yourself. So a trust will typically contain a list of powers for the trustee and executor. The bottom line is this. Each of us has an estate plan even if we do nothing. But that estate plan will not be one of our choosing if it's handled by the government. And if you want to say in what happens if you become incapacitated at your death, you want to hire a great attorney who specializes in estate planning so that you can create an estate plan that you design and then just revisit your plan from time to time and mostly get on with your life and live in peace. Well, thanks so much for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. We hope that you are always tuned in here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with Heather and I as your personal growth success coaches, and to get great advice from experts from around the world in both business success, mind, body, and spirit, as Nola was today. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, Visit starstyleproductions.com to make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity to empower women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you And our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And we'd love you to read a book this week because it's like a garden in your pocket. Pick up uh, Nola Hennessy's book, The Peace Angel, and bring more peace into your life. And until next week when we celebrate once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and making a difference. And definitely be peaceful.
2: Be the star you are. The star you are.